Welcome to season two of Motivate Me, a show where we interview people who have incorporated a passion into their lives in order to inspire you, my fellow motivators, to do the same. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show this week. We are currently in the car. I'm with Cassie and Chelsea, and we are driving from Rapid City, South Dakota to Omaha, Nebraska. So it's Friday. It is our second week anniversary. This marks two weeks since we hit the road. And I know last Friday I gave you a really great review of exactly what we did in our first week traveling and how much we got done in that really short period of time. So I thought it would be a lot of fun to include Cassie and Chelsea in this week, this week's review so we could kind of talk about what we've done, who we've met, and what we've experienced in our journey so far. So girls, say hello. Cassie? Hello. Hello. Um, that's the girls and currently we have John and Mackenzie and Mike following behind us for this last leg. They're going to be spending the night in a bed and breakfast with us in Omaha, Nebraska that we'll be talking about in a few minutes. And then they'll be heading out back to Iowa and home tomorrow on Saturday. So what have we done so far? Last time we spoke, we were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin when we gave you our last review and we were in the home of Scott and Meg Lesnick and we had an, an amazing time. And when we woke up, we went to the home of Tammy and Frank Kiter in Des Moines, Iowa, which is where my family met up with us. And we got to spend three whole nights visiting there. Um, the interviews that we did, Cassie, what'd you think about the interviews? Tell them who we spoke with there in Iowa. We spoke with your family, and we spoke with some politicians, and a cameraman, and um, another man who was involved in like public service. Right, yeah, the director of the Board of Health there in Polk County. So yeah. all super passionate people. Yes. And Dave Mathis, who has Noonan syndrome and built himself up to running a 5K. Yeah, he was a sweetheart. Um, Chels, what did you think about Iowa overall? I was so like home. <laughs> it was uh, really down to earth, really chill. Uh, your family is amazing. It felt like I was with my family. Uh, they were they were fun. It was it was just a really nice time to relax and. For me, I was sick, so it was even better time because I got to take some time for myself and just sleep. I, you know, I got to go to bed one night early, <laughs> um, which isn't always the best thing because it's nice to be out with everybody. And uh, it was a good thing that we were there, and I was able to just chill and get better. And so it was, it was like home, really, is what I felt like in Iowa. 
And you know what was really special for me was that my sister-in-law, Tammy, had a big group of people come over and her and my sister-in-law, Tracy, took the time to print out quotes uh, that have been important to me on the show. And they put the big red exclamation point next to each one. And they hung them all around the wall and they put out a bowl for people to donate gas money, which was really funny. And we got to address everybody and tell them what our goal on the road is and what we've been up to. And a bunch of people bought books, which I thought was awesome, and t-shirts, which was really cool. And so I got to see my family. And I, they're really, I always tell them there's no loving like Iowa loving. I was feeling that there. Were you feeling that there, Cass? Oh, yeah, definitely. They were very welcoming and a lot of fun. And the things that I got to do in Iowa that I have never done before, one was completely candid, which was to get up and sing with a live band. Oh, yeah, we did that. <laughs> Cassie got up there and was busting a move, and that's when uh, Chelsea was home recouping, getting Mike a good night's sleep. Mike wouldn't share the microphone with me, so all I could do was bust a move. <laughs> Mike's a mic hog. <laughs> um, and we went to Living History Farms, where I got to milk a cow for the first time, and these guys keep laughing at me that it like freaked me out but that you, was so cool yeah that you place love was that so cool I mean yeah it was really great what did you love about that so much what I loved about it was because uh you know in today's like commercial farm world it just doesn't look like that anymore and it was really nice to see people practicing those traditional like humane ways of farming and that's what I really appreciated about it well, and you know what was so cool with Living History Farms is that they have three different farms and each one is a different experience in history. So one is, you know, what, with the Native Americans and one is more like the Puritan era. And, you know, here we were on a 1900 farm and they were showing us by doing it, we milked the cow and we took it in and you churned the butter, which of course we were doing the dance move to. And I really thought that the stove was awesome and the layout of the house was really neat. Like back mm -hmm. in that time period where they had a small room that had all the counter space you needed to cook and do all of your things. And then the oven, which of course was fired by or powered by wood, was right next to the kitchen table and in the center of the house that provides heat. Now my original home in New Jersey, which we still own and have renters in, was built in 1889. So having them teach me about why the homes are laid out the way they are, it was really, really meaningful to me because it makes me understand the layout of the home that, you know, John and I first bought together. And I was only 20 when we bought our house. So it was really cool to understand that further. So we, we had a great time there, and I did milk a cow, and I did get to uh, comb the mules. What were their names again? Brandy and Buddy? I can't remember, honestly. That sounds right, though. Yeah, Brandy and Buddy. Okay, so we were there in Iowa, had a fabulous time, and then we left Iowa, and we traveled up to Minnesota. Chelsea, tell everybody why Minnesota was so special for you. Uh, I got to see my grandparents. My grandparents moved back to Minnesota after living in Montana my entire life uh, last year. So I've only seen them once in their new house in Minnesota. And uh, I guess it's not new. It was her mother's, my grandmother's mother's house. But 
uh, we got to see we I got to see them and um, they're a big part of my family and I love them dearly so it was great to be able to spend time with them and my aunt and my great great aunt and uh, my cousins and it was it you know it was like going from one home to the next after Iowa <laughs> yeah it definitely was and we interviewed your great 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 aunt and she was a hundred years old just turned 100 in April, so we interviewed her. That show aired this week, and we also had a basically a candid, casual conversation about love and being married almost 58 years and what makes Chelsea's grandparents' relationship work because they're the kind of people who do things together, who function in the kitchen together, and they put on fish fries together, and they just work together, and you feel it as soon as you're around them, and it's really cool, and they... And, you know, they make those denim quilts that they donate, which is really special. And, wow, we got to interview your Uncle Rich, who collects antique farm uh, equipment and things like that. And that was a, definitely an experience. And, you know, I, I will always remember the passion in his eyes about what he does. And that was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. And I was so glad that we could include him in what we were doing. Um, and he was so happy about it. And he was so proud to be a part of it. So that was a really special time. And not to mention all the legitimately home-baked, fresh foods we got to try. I mean, like jalapeno oh jelly, goodness. apple jelly, grape jelly. They make so their own good. salsa, bread. We have a loaf of bread in the car with us. And we have a bottle of the jalapeno jelly in the car with us now. I'm about to tear some of that up, honestly, when we get done with this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. we're all like, yes. <laughs> That's about to happen. That's going to go down. <laughs> That's, That's what's going to go down in this van. Mm-hmm. So That's what's going down in this van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so anyway, we then... Can we wrap this up? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so after we left Minnesota, Minnesota, we went to North Dakota. And in North Dakota, we went to Bismarck. And we were on a pretty tight schedule because... Traveling around the Midwest is expansive. Our GPS is playing mind games. We have two carloads of people, um, and we're doing a great job. But when we went to Bismarck, we needed to meet up with Jenna Clausen, who is a female state trooper, and we all got to do what, Cassie? Shoot some guns. Shoot some guns. (laughs) One of them was a 9mm I mean, it was real deal. I had never shot a gun before. Mackenzie had never shot before. Mike also got to shoot. So um, Cassie shot, Chelsea shot, everybody but John. John did not want to shoot. He's 11 out of fighter. Mm-hmm. And um, Kent and I each got bullseyes, which blew our minds and, you know, made us feel pretty cool. And Jenna was amazing. What do you think about Jenna, Cassie? She was such a sweetheart and a cutie patootie. She was so sweet. But girl can, you know, she can, she's a badass too, though. That's exactly what I was just going to say. She is beautiful and kind and funny and intelligent and total badass. And yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't Super mess with positive, her. positive, like, very cheerful personality. Yeah, she's really. Even, even though she had fired 1,700 rounds that, that morning. That blows my mind. Yeah. She was still up for our time. I mean, we only did one round each, right? Damn. I did more than that. I did more than that. You did one round. But still, that's just, that that's blows my mind. Yeah, 1,700 rounds. 
So, okay, then we got to stay in the home of Jessica and Funan in Bismarck and their little son, Funan Charles, who is completely adorable. And I know, Chelsea, you went to college with Jessica, right? So how was it for you to be able to see her and spend this adventure with her? Uh, again, it was great. It's We got to share uh, our, like, a quad dorm living area in my first year in Dickinson, North Dakota. And, uh, you know, it was great, you know, relap or, you know, remembering memories that we had together and different, you know, times that we've spent together. And I, that was the first time I'd ever met her son. So that was really exciting because the last time I was through, she was pregnant with her son. And this time she was pregnant with her second baby. So uh, it's kind of funny how I always plan those those visits. <laughs> and uh, I look forward to coming around again and meeting her second child. And, you know, Funan and Jessica and I, we, we, had, we were friends back in college. So it was really fun to be back and, you know, just relive the glory days. And it's funny how every stop we make, everybody has the same questions for us. You know, they always want to know um, how we met, how this group came to be, how the idea for this tour came to be, and how we're actually pulling it off. So we get to talk about that in each spot, which is a lot of fun. So am I missing anything about uh, Minnesota and North Dakota here? Um, oh, all of America. That's all right. America. Yeah, Cassie, what happened there? Uh, we we rode some roller coaster ride, or we rode a roller coaster ride at Mall of America. It was a SpongeBob ride, and it was a lot of fun. Lot, Don't let, fun. do not let SpongeBob fool you. Yeah, that was a really, that was pretty intense for SpongeBob. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, the first hill was, um, when I say straight up, I'm not kidding. Straight, straight up to a glass ceiling, like Willy Wonka glass ceiling. And then straight down. I was having a little bit of a panic attack. A, li a little bit. A little bit of a panic attack. I'm, I'm pretty sure at one point I was like, Lynette, open your eyes. I know. Chelsea Chelsea has the glue to this whole trip, okay? And she just, like, has a very good perspective that's a couple steps back. And so she's always on the perimeter. And this perimeter was her looking at me with my eyes closed on the ride. And she was like, <laughs> ordered me. She's like, Lynette, open your eyes. And I was like, yes, mom. <laughs> and I did. And it was petrifying. But, um, I mean, that's what I'm doing, right? Doing things I've never done before. I've never been to the Mall of America. I've never been to a roller coaster in a mall before. And you survived. And I did survive. And I didn't get the t-shirt to prove it. <laughs> Usually, you know, I survived the super duper looper. Now, what, what did that experience do for you after going through it and being so scared before well, I mean, what it did for me is just really kind of what I'm trying to do in, in each of these states where I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone. It just made me feel like, hey, audience, I was nervous. I was scared. I did it. As you said, I survived. And, and of course, it builds your confidence to say that, you know, when I approach the next thing, that I can do it. Like, for example, nice segue, when we were going... What an eventful ride we had between North Dakota and South Dakota. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, because things that I'm building upon that I've never done before give me the confidence to do things like realize there's a news truck in front of us, try and uh, stay on their tail to hunt them down, and then encourage Chelsea to get a phone number for them 
call news directors at television stations and attempt to get us coverage, right? What was that experience like? <laughs> and Cassie's not allowed to comment. <laughs> Why? On the news experience when we were tracing the truck. Oh. <laughs> She's like, why are we chasing this truck? <laughs> it was fun. It was, uh, it was scary. I mean, it was actually a little uncomfortable for me, too. I mean, it's like we're, we're literally posting that we are, um, you know, stalking these people. Okay, we were traveling like the speed of light down the road to catch up with these guys and uh you know it was it was a it was crazy experience but it was fun and then we pull into town where it's 30 miles an hour and we're like oh now we're gonna get them and we have a stop sign and that giant truck pulls in front of us there's a rock at our window and we run over a big ass snake (laughs) so (laughs) no so big it looked like a like cut up fire hose in the road it was like a boa constrictor (laughs) already dead when we got it but well i don't know and then before that we hit a goose or something that just randomly flew in front of the van it was a wild ride it was a wild ride so we had feathers in our grill we had a rock in our windshield and we ran over a ginormous snake And that was all before we pulled into Sturgis, South Dakota, where we had an absolute blast. And that was all before, like, 11, 12 (laughs) o'clock? Yes. (laughs) It was eventful. Well, we we got into Sturgis around 11, so that was before 11. (laughs) Yeah. Although, which time zone? We don't know, because we're going in, we're going out. It's mountain, it's central. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. (laughs) So, when we got to Sturgis, South Dakota, and Sturgis is known for their... Uh, Bike rally the Sturges bike rally in August, I believe. As well as all the other car shows and things they do now. I know um, Chris Nordhaus, who is uh, in love with muzzle cars, who we're staying with in Washington State, has a Camaro and they have the Camaro show and they, they have all different types of shows like that. And what was the name of the place we went, Cast The Knuckle Saloon. Right, so we pull up to this place that Chelsea says, if you're going to Sturges, the place you gotta go is the Knuckle Saloon. We pull in. Park the car. All of a sudden, this like uh, beach buggy looking sized vehicle pulls in next to us, and these two guys get out, and Cassie's got the camera rolling. She's getting some footage of what it looks like there in Sturgis and at the Knuckle. So we decide, you know what? Hey, let's let's uh, interview these two guys about obviously they're passionate here about Sturgis driving this vehicle. So we talked to Steve and Lewis. Then we went inside, had their world renowned food delicious drinks and next thing you know we're interviewing the owner who's giving us this crazy tour uh, showing us how they have built a brewery in there and they have this uh, bull ride shows like real bulls and real riders they have like a rodeo inside of this building they built just for that which was cool yeah, and it was really neat. I had, like, all this fancy woodwork and, like, cool lights. It was just totally saloon. It was just massive. It just kept going. It's like, first you have the bar and the restaurant, then you have this, like, bull riding uh, arena, and then you have the brewery and, like, another restaurant and bar attached to it. It was just, like, going on forever and ever. And uh, Ken, the owner, talks so much about how they did this in stages. How originally, I think he said they were just beer and wine, right? 
and it took time and they've been adding to it over the years and they're still adding to it. My favorite memory from Ken's interview though was when I asked him what his favorite memory was while owning the Knuckle Saloon and literally the tears that came into his eyes when he said that he married his wife on the stage there. That was so sweet, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was really sweet. I, that definitely was not what I was expecting. <laughs> no, I know. I was expecting him to bring up like some kind of, you know, celebrity moment or uh, race moment or car moment, motorcycle moment, but it wasn't. And I thought that was really touching and really telling. But then we also realized that there was a radio station right in the Knuckle Saloon. And there was Pete, who's been running that radio station in that location since before the Knuckle was actually in place. He was so excited to be interviewed, too. We caught him shaving up on the stage, right? Yeah. <laughs> For, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> I think you got it, buddy. <laughs> I think you got it. So we also interviewed our waiter, Matt. He had a great personality. He was so much fun. He pretty much told us exactly what we wanted to eat and drink, and he nailed it. Yeah, like when... Um, those guys went to order John wanted to get the steak tip wrap and Matt's like no nobody no <laughs> don't get that don't do that to it <laughs> and then he put the corn fritter things in your salad yeah he tried to because I was you know I'm doing this vegan thing and I guess he felt bad for me so he's trying to spice it up a little bit so he threw some corn poppers in there and it was good it was good it was actually a nice addition but uh well did you order didn't you order like a taco salad without the meat and cheese? Yeah, I did a taco salad without the meat and cheese and onions because I don't I'm not a fan of onions, raw onions and but so he threw those corn pepper popper things on there. It's like fried corn basically. And uh, to give me, you know, I don't know, a little something something. And it worked. So, so we had a worked. blast. We wanted to stay in Sturgis. We were just having that good of a time, but we didn't we cruised down, got in the car. Uh, after four interviews, which was really a big surprise, we didn't realize that was what was going to go yeah, down. Yeah, that was we not planned. We just went, went with, with it. it. Yeah. Five. Five interviews. Ten. Okay, yeah. Five, Five people. people, four interviews. Yeah. Cassie and I are always saying the same thing at the same time in the same way. It's really pretty funny. Uh, because I was just going to say exactly that. I started, and I'm like, I know where she's going with that. So, <laughs> so funny. Um, so we left there, and Chelsea, where did you drive us to? Uh, we went to Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. And you know what? Um, John, Mackenzie, and Mike had never been there before. Cassie had never been there before. What, what were your thoughts on that, Cassie? It was really cool. Um, it was amazing to see how long it took them to do it um, and how many people were involved in creating it and just how much effort went into it. Uh, it was massive. It was, uh, the mountains were beautiful as well. But uh, and yeah, it was, it was a gorgeous awesome. Day. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I was really touched by the fact that the artist was. 58 years old when he started this project and I, I thought that was really cool because you know I'm such a fan of just continuing to do things in life that you love no matter what your age is and uh, taking risks and reaching so that was meaningful to me what about you Chelsea? Well I've, I've seen Mount Rushmore probably 10 times in my life 
So to see it again was, it, I mean, it was an experience. But what I really like about going to those things is I always learn something. And I love seeing other people see it for the first time. That's exciting part about it for me. I love seeing the experience other people get through, you know, seeing something that they've never seen before and getting excited about something. And, you know, I even learned a few different tidbits. You know, so it was a, it was a good experience all around and like she said or like Lynette said it was beautiful yesterday. I mean, the clouds were gorgeous. I it was the sh the sun was shining. I mean, it was warm out, which was nice. We didn't have to wear sweaters. Like it was it was beautiful. But what about when we all stood up and we were singing? Which song were we singing, Cass? Oh, so we're, we're sitting outside and we're looking at the uh, monument and then a bald eagle flies by. <laughs> so I bust out into the uh, Star Spangled Banner and we all start singing the Star Spangled Banner like pretty much from top to bottom. From top funny. to bottom, and of course, it didn't sound very good, but it was heartfelt. And then what did George Washington do, we said? I don't remember that part. <laughs> I don't did, did you? The, the rain started coming down. Oh, oh yeah. Which was crazy because it was a bright blue, crystal blue, sunny sky. That's what they call uh, the devil. They say the devil's beating his wife when the when the when the when the rain when it's raining and it's sunny out. You never heard of that? No, no. Well, maybe that's just a southern thing. Because <laughs> that happens a lot in the south, I guess. But we're like, George Washington is so touched. He's crying. <laughs> That's what we were saying on my end. Did you, maybe you guys. I don't know if we were in that conversation. But we did find out that Michael has the same nose as, was it George, George Washington. Washington? We even took a picture of it. I mean, like he has a very distinct presidential nose. So who knows? Michael might be the next, you know, the next president. You just never know. Very distinct. I mean, he's already a, a, an Emmy Award winner, so. <laughs> He's already got to carry that Emmy around, so, you know, <laughs> why not the rest of the country? <laughs> so then we left there, and we uh, pulled into Rapid City, and, you know, my family checked into their hotel because they've been staying in hotels. Um, well, just last night and the night before, when we were in Minnesota, we all crashed with Chelsea's grandparents, but they stayed at a hotel, and we went to the home of Deb Watson, and interviewed Deb as well as her sister Jocelyn. Now we had dinner with them, which was pretty neat. I had some buffalo burger. Um, I did try buffalo once before, but you know, I was a kid, so we had that. And then we went there, interviewed them, and slept in these gorgeous decorated bedrooms. We each had our own. Mine and Cassie's were decorated like uh, with bears and um, like what you would see. Like a rustic thing. Yeah, very yeah. rustic and country. And uh, you Super were cute. in Africa, right? I, I was in Africa. It was great. Like I had the whole leopard print, you know, or zebra printed blankets. I mean, it was it was outrageous for me, but it was fun. Yeah, it was so much fun, and and they were really nice. And so now we uh, got out a little later than we kind of wanted, which of course I'm the tyrant with the time, so made me a little cranky, but. Um, I just know that we have somebody waiting for us, a whole family of people waiting for us for an interview in Nebraska at four o'clock. Our GPS currently says 422, although Chelsea's GPS says 322. So I think, I think we're gonna go with mine. 
yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But we are actually going to a place called Cornerstone Mansion. It's a bed and breakfast in Omaha, Nebraska, and they are hosting um, one room for my crew tonight. So Chelsea and Cassie will be staying in that room. And what's going to be fun is that we're going to be in this bed and breakfast and my family and my crew and we have some friends and family coming from Iowa who are all gonna be staying together in this bed and breakfast tonight. So I'm really looking forward to, to it. And I've never been to Omaha, Nebraska, which is why I picked that city to visit. And so I'm looking forward to it. Do you guys uh, have a favorite memory from this week? Chelsea, what about you? Uh, I would say being with my grandparents was one of my favorite memories. They're, they're pretty special to me and it's nice to be able to spend any time with grandparents I mean they're just you know they're getting older and you never really know I mean with anybody and any one of your friends or family you never really know but you know when they're getting that old it like older I don't think they're that old but when they're getting older it's just nice to be able to experience time with them and also now now I have these memories for years I mean I mean this that was a huge thing for me is now I've got these videotapes or like these video of this video of my grandparents and my family, you know, that I never would have had if that's, this experience never happened. So um, really appreciative of that. What about you, Cass? I gotta say Minnesota was really tight. I really love Chelsea's grandparents. Um, I mean, cause y'all know I'm not really eating meat or fish or anything like that. So when people I mean, that fish fry, like, that was something I could not pass up. That was, like, local, fresh fish. Um, and it was amazing. The, all of the food was amazing. They had so many vegetables for me and just because that's how they eat. And um, there were so... I mean, like, also for breakfast, she made me my own little egg bake thing without the eggs. It was, like, basically a hash brown baked dish that was so good. The jellies were so good. And I also, you know, took to um, all, you know, the bourbon that was offered to us the <laughs> night when we got in. Like, that's, they're just my kind of people. They made me feel really at home. It was really nice. Yep. And for me, I guess it's no surprise that this week was really special for me because my family was be able to be here and uh, support what I'm doing and give their input and their assistance. And um, it was great to be able to take my daughter, even though she is older, you know, 24 years old, grown woman, but to be able to take her to see Mount Rushmore. And, you know, I don't know if or when she would have done that. And same with John had never been there and Mike either. So for me, it was really nice to be able to feel like I've added more to their lives from this journey. And the fact that, you know, we also have been able to, to, capture this on video and audio and and just in our memory books of this great time that we had in all of these midwestern towns and even just you know traveling on these road trips and I just think it's such a healthy place for people to be being on a road trip and experiencing this amazing beautiful country that we are driving through I am touched by it so frequently and you know Mackenzie said to me yesterday she goes mom isn't the land here it's like looking out on the ocean because we live at the beach it's like looking out on the ocean where it just goes for miles and miles but it's land so she had never seen that so it makes me feel awesome 
that she's now got this understanding of what our country is all about. So any any closing thoughts, ladies? Cassie? Um, I guess another thing, another reason why I think I, because it was also really great. It was so nice to go to Iowa as well and have some like nice downtime with Lynette's family. Um, Cause that was also a lot of fun. Like her family is a lot of fun, like crazy fun and like so much good food and uh, just a really good time. But I think why I took to Minnesota so well was because like losing my grandmother in December and not having, I didn't know my grandfather's growing up and like how welcoming Chelsea's grandparents were. Like they made me feel like I was one of their grandchildren. They were just so sweet. And I, I think that's why I took to it so much. And like John's mom was the, kind of the same way. Like she was so stinking cute. I just wanted to like pick her up and like, you know, yeah, she's just she cute. Really cute and she's just like goes to work and gets all dressed up. And I mean, this lady walked in and she had the brightest eyeshadow I have ever seen. And it was beautiful. And it, she just owned it. Like she was, I loved it. Yeah. I was working it. I like, I was actually thinking about that. Like we've met your family, Paul party, John's family, but your family um, his side and now like we've met part of my family and we're gonna go like I'm excited to go down and meet Cassie's family even in Seattle we'll be meeting some of Cassie's family yeah. which is crazy too because we found out another connection that we like or Cassie and I have is uh, her cousin who lives in Seattle she is married to a guy who's cousins with a friend of mine. So it was like even a smaller world again. I mean, we it's just, it's its so crazy. Like the whole thing is just crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this, this trip, we feel like these two weeks have been so long because we've accomplished so much. And, you know, we've traveled a lot of miles and we've, spoken to so many people and interviewed so many people and done so many things and and we're doing so much work at the same time um, that I think we're all looking at the next I don't know what it is 78 days or I, I'd have to look to see 75 days I mean 75 days is a long time too and all of the great things that are going to go on and and all of the times that we're going to have to push through when we're tired or or whatever. So I, I don't know. We, it's just going to happen. It's just going to be. And that's it. So thanks so much, girls, for being in this episode with me and talking about what we did this last week. And to everybody else, please remember, you motivate me. I'm Lynette Renda. Visit our website, MotivateMePodcast.com, for links to all of our social media, for our Motivate Me YouTube channel, where we're posting video of our trip, and for an application to be on the show. There is also Motivate Me merchandise on our site, as well as the ability to contribute a tank of gas or more to our road trip if you so desire. There are 191 episodes in season one, and season two is going to consist of the journey my crew and I experience as we travel around each of the 50 states interviewing people about passion. When we return, those episodes will air 
and that will be season three. So let us take you on this journey and let us motivate you to take action in your own life. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. This enables us to reach out. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along.